live from JRU Radio of New York, and uh, we have a special uh, uh, we have a special uh, person today, uh, Adina Moskowitz, who's uh, who's uh, going to talk to us about uh, summer safety. Um, yeah, so okay. Hi. Yeah. Uh, all right, Mrs. Moskowitz. Ms. Okay, we're first going to introduce Mrs. Moskowitz. Mrs. Moskowitz is a nurse, and uh, she is here to discuss summer safety, the topic. And I did prepare some questions for uh, you to answer, but uh, no pressure to answer and... Uh, you you could uh, feel free to just ignore the questions and if you want. Uh, also have any uh, new ideas and uh, stuff like this we don't sure, no problem it's we, my okay. pleasure to answer and I'll definitely Great. give you some you know interesting ideas for the summer okay so anyways um one of the questions i always had is about uh, of course swimming about okay, uh, child, uh, about? yeah, swimming, going swimming. You know, the summertime is a lot of fun for children. And uh, what I like to know about, uh, you know, what's the swimming safety? Okay, well, obviously it depends on the child, but any child that is swimming, a should always be wearing sunscreen. That's very important. That's waterproof. That does not wash off in the water, so they don't get burned. Um, secondly, I would tell you that. If, even if a parent is watching, there should always be two children, like a buddy system. So in the water together, even if there is a lifeguard or a parent that keeps an eye on each other for water safety. Um, the other one, the other thing that's very important to realize is that a lot of parents think that kids, they're in the water, they can't get dehydrated. And this is a, this is a fallacy. A child drink all ages in the summer have to drink, even if you're in the pool. People think, oh, I'm swimming, I'm getting wet. But you can still get dehydrated. So it's very important for parents to keep their children hydrated, even when they're in the pool all day or at the beach, in the water, um, because being in the water does not um, counteract um, dehydration. And I always tell parents, carry grapes, watermelon, if you, you know, water bottles for sure. But if you don't have that, those fruits have a lot of water, and they're very nourishing, and they're hydrating. Um, so... That's what I've seen over the years of being a nurse where people come in with these problems in the summer. So that's very important. Um, very important to also always swim if you're being a beach in a pool that has a lifeguard, that has, you know, somebody watching the kids. Um, and like I said, it's very important to always have a buddy system, even with older kids. You know, even if you're leaving older kids or your older kids are going themselves to the pool, tell them, you know what, I want you to go with a friend, a friend that's going to stay with you and be there. It's very important. I know a lot of stories where, you know, kids kids and, and people were saved because they had a buddy you know somebody saw something and they were there something happened and they were able to help out right so w what do kids need to know about swimming kids need to know about swimming is a that they should never go into deep water if they can't swim even with deep water if they can swim especially new swimmers should be wearing water rings some kind of tube again should always have supervision um very important, again, must wear sun protection, waterproof sun protection, because children get burnt very, you know, very quickly in the water. Um, and like I said, not to go into deep water if, you're, if you are a new swimmer. And if obviously if you don't know how to swim, you should always stay in the shallow 
always wearing protective water gear um, to keep you afloat. And obviously supervision, the parents can't realize that, can't leave them in the water by themselves for a minute. Um, always have to be supervised. And obviously, ideally, the parents could be in the water with their children. That's what I would, that's what I did. That's what I would recommend. Uh-huh. Also, another thing is very important when the children come out of the pool that they shower well. A, there's a lot of chlorine in the water, bacteria in the water. You know, people, you know, are, you have a lot of people in water. Um, it's very common for children to pee in the water. That's why they have chlorine. But the chlorine itself is fixed to your skin. So I always tell parents it's very important to shower the kids right after they get out of the water and make sure that they take the chlorine off. It's, it's very important. And like I said, to keep the children hydrated, even if they, they've been swimming all day. Very important. Right. That's actually my next question. How do we prevent dehydration for the children? I, I know a lot of times the kids love to play sports. Um, what, what's the limit of, uh, you know, that, that's ex- exactly why I, uh, I usually do okay, drink so, a lifeguard. So the recommendation, uh, the recommendation for children and adults is to drink about six or seven bottles of eight ounce bottles of water and if they and really it's supposed to be a gallon a day now children and adults can't most people can't drink a gallon a day it's a copious amount of water but i always tell parents take the little water bottles and push them every couple hours with your kids some kids if they don't like the, the water because it tastes they want something in it put flavor it put some fruit in the water um you know flavor a little bit so they'll want to drink it squeeze lemon i we do fruit infusers you can buy these infusers you put the fruit in with the water because I'm more willing to drink it because it has a better taste and they have the fruit in it. Other thing is to, um, like I said, always have fruits like watermelon, grapes. Kids, most kids, young and old, love those fruits. And like I said, they have a lot of water and they're very hydrating. So if you, the kids say, no, I don't want to drink, I'm not thirsty, say, you know what, okay, ha- have a cup of grapes or here's a few pieces of watermelon. Cut it up. That's what I used to do with my kids. And they would eat that, but at least it gave them some water to replace, you know, the sun dries you out. Even if you're in the pool, like I said, parents think they're, oh, they're, they're wet. But it's not about that. The, the body inside is still dry from the heat and the sun. So that's what I recommend. But little water bottles always take with you and those, the fruits that are very hydrating, like watermelon, grapes. Those fruits have a lot of water in them. Uh-huh. So that's uh, that's a little bit about the age. And what about uh, your, you know, people, the boys, uh, the uh, boys, girls, uh, kids? They love to play sports. How do we, uh, you know, prevent the dehydration in that? Uh, like, what's the recommendation of the child playing outside and how long? And so, what? You so, know? if a child is playing outside and they're going to be out for more than an hour, I I would make sure that the parent supplies them with cold water bottles. Um, and they have to drink every half hour. And they have to tell them you have to drink every half hour. For, e- for every hour that you're outside playing, especially in the heat, and you're you know, either playing basketball or you're playing tennis, any outdoor um, uh, activity that you're, you're sweating and you're losing, um, you have to give the kids, they have to drink every half an hour at least a half to a liter of water. Now, if you can't get your kid to drink that, then give them something with electrolytes. Um, I'm not a big fan of Powerade and Gatorade, but if you can't get your kids to drink water, at least give them that because it has a little bit of electrolytes. So it will place what they're using as they're sweating and they're outside playing sports. Uh-huh. 
But I would tell the parents that they must tell the child every half an hour you must drink. You must be drinking. I mean, obviously, you know, if the parent can't be there, then they have to ensure that the child is drinking. They send a lot of drinks with them and ensure that, again, I would, if they're going with friends, I get, I tell the friends, listen, you guys have to watch out for each other. Everybody has to, you know, check on each other that you're drinking every half hour. And kids, kids are, you know, will, boys sometimes not as much because they get very wrapped up in their game, but eventually they're going to get, they're going to get tired and thirsty. So they will drink, but I would make sure that those kids, if they're not with parents, are going well stocked with drinks, drinks and fruits. So at least they're getting some hydration. Right. I hear. So uh, when uh, now that we uh, did that, now we're going to talk about about the my other topic about the summer sun safety. Like uh, I know there's a lot of times they love to play in the sun, and you know the what, how many uh, minutes uh, can you play in the sun? How many you know how much how long can well, they play in the sun? And, well, right. So every child, first of all, again should wear sun protection. Um, very important to have the SPF, and it's the lighter the skin, the higher the um, Even people that tan, you have to protect yourself because you're getting the rays of the sun. And I would tell them, if, especially if you're, work, if you're outside and you're sweating or you're, you're active or you're playing sports, you have to reapply. Um, within an hour, you have to reapply the sunscreen because you're sweating and it's going gonna, it's gonna to come off. Um, I, would tell, I would tell you that not more than 30 to 40 minutes in the sun, then they should they should come in for some shade or something to drink. To be out in the sun all day is not good. I would not say more, especially if it's very, very hot. Like on a cool day, it's not a problem. But if you're out in the sun and it's 80s, 90s, you have to come in. After about an hour, they have to come in or they have to drink get it, or get in, sit, sit under a shady tree um, because you could easily get dehydrated and you could pass out. You can get heat exhaustion. Right. Okay, so... Uh... Now uh, we're going to talk about, uh, okay, so that was a little bit of a sum up of, uh, so of, uh, let's say, preventing dehydration. That, that was a little sum up of summer sun safety. What more can you tell children about to protect themselves about uh, in the summer? And uh, okay. I know, for example, um, kids love biking. Okay, <laughs> sure. Very important, A, hand washing. For little children, big children, everybody, but hand washing is the number one thing. There are summer viruses that go on in the summer. People think, oh, we don't get sick in the summer. It's the summer. There's Coxsackie virus, which is hand, foot, mouth, um, which is very common amongst young kids. They play together in the sand, in the, in, the, in the playground. Very, very important hand washing. Constantly to wash your hands. That is the number one defense about getting any kind of virus or getting sick. So that's A, very important. B is if you have children that are, that are going hiking or they're going out in the woods, you have to be very careful to put on repellent, repellent that is going to repel ticks and mosquitoes, especially ticks. If you're going up hiking up in the mountains, you get a tick and you don't find it and you don't get it out, it could be very, very damaging. So I would be, you know, tell, tell kids and parents, very, very important. And if you are going hiking and you are um, even with insect repellent, make sure you're covered. Wear, make sure your arms are covered, your legs are covered, even if it's the summer, because that's another protection of not getting bitten by a mosquito or a tick. There's West Nile virus. You have to really protect yourself. I, I know people think it can't happen to me, but it could happen. So you have to be very, very careful and very diligent about these things. Right. Okay. So, actually, my next question was, 
about protecting against bugs. Uh, I know uh, which areas are there bugs in and uh, what type of areas and kids playing in the field. Would they uh, be likely affected to be... No, kids what, Kids playing in open field less likely because there's not as many trees. I mean, obviously you have to watch out for bee stings, especially if somebody's allergic, but it's mostly kids that are out that are playing in forest, forest people that are hiking, where a lot, there's a lot of trees, or you're by lake water with kind of bugs that hover over the water because they want the moisture, that's where you have to be the most diligent. Usually you're not going to find it as much at, um, like on the beach or the field where it's open and there isn't a lot of trees or, you know, or lakes um, where you have like a lot of these bugs hanging around. Um, so that's what, I would, that's what I would tell them. Right. So... All right, I'm speaking to Adina, Mrs. Moskowitz, a nurse. You can call me Adina. That's <laughs> fine. Okay. I'm speaking to Adina Moskowitz, a nurse. Uh, uh, she's a nurse. I, I don't even know where I've you're been, a nurse. Yes, I've been a nurse for 20 years, and my, my field is pediatric. That's my specialty. All right. So then you for sure know about all these stuff. So let's uh, so going back to swimming of... Uh, how many lifeguards do you think, let's say, for one, for each child, uh, like the lifeguards in uh, swimming pools? So swimming pools, there's if you go, they have their own regulations that they have to follow by Nassau County or the city, depending on um, where the pool is. But there should be at least one lifeguard per pool. Like a lot of pools will have, like um, uh, uh, for adults, for children. One to two lifeguards are usually going to be in the bigger pools, and the smaller pools is usually one lifeguard. At the beach, there should be numerous, and there usually is. Um, the, you know, the lifeguards are, and they also, there are areas where they, they um, block off, you can only go so far. And they, and they will whistle if they see that a kid is, somebody's going out too far. Um, so you don't usually have to worry about that, but there are a lot of people that go away on vacations. They go to hotels where there are no lifeguards. You're on your own. And the kids are swimming. So if you're doing that, you have to make sure that you never leave those children unattended. Even even older children that know how to swim. Because anything could happen at any time. So that's where I would be more worried about people that are going away. And there's pools and, and places and hotels that are not um, mandated to have lifeguards and don't have lifeguards. It's really you're swimming at your own risk. Right. So that's uh, by private, let's say, private areas. Private areas or even if you go upstate and you're hiking and there's falls and there's lakes or you go to hotels. People go to hotels. A lot of times the pools are, do not have lifeguards in these hotels. It says you're swimming at your own risk. So, you know, parents have to realize that I, I've been in situations where I've seen parents, oh, I don't have to watch and they, he knows how to swim. And they, leave, they, they let the children go, even older children, by themselves. A, you should never do that. B, there should, they should always be a buddy. We, even with a parent, it is, it's so important to have a buddy. Always go in pairs. It's very, very, it's life-saving. You know, no one should ever be swimming by themselves, even if a parent is there. But I've seen parents get up and walk away, and they leave their older children by themselves. There's no, there's no supervision. You know, anything can happen. It's, it's just not worth taking the chance. It's always better to err on the side of safety. Right. So what do we do now? Let's get to the, the stuff where, where let's say I'm a child and I see a, uh, another child that's swimming in deep water, does not have a, uh, 
let's say, uh, life, uh, what do you call it? Uh, water wings or, are like a tube, like a floating tube. Or Yeah, or they swim in deep water and they, they're not necessarily prepared and they don't really know how to swim in deep water. Okay, so if you see a child that does not know how to swim in the deep water and they're not wearing any protective gear, any water rings, anything that can keep them afloat, I would definitely con- I would tell that kid that they should tell the lifeguard or tell the parents. Because that kid is a, is a is a is a target for something happening or going or going under, God forbid. So it would be the the child's due diligence. They were old enough to understand to t- either tell their that child's parent or the lifeguard. I mean, the lifeguard, if they're good, will usually see. Most of the lifeguards that I've seen at the pools and the beaches are really they're they're pretty good. They're they're usually on top of it. But if a kid does see that, like. That's what I would do. I would tell the lifeguard or I would tell uh, the parent. The parent is there. And if the parent is not there, then to go up to the lifeguard and say, uh, I think this kid is, you know, not wearing any protective gear and is really in the deep water but can't really swim, I'm afraid. And then the lifeguard will come and, you know, deal with the child. Right. That's what I would, you know, if it's, a, if it's a little kid, a little kid wouldn't pick up on anyways, but a child that can communicate that should definitely do that. Right. Uh, and, uh, okay, so how, let's say another child is swimming, how would they realize their friend or their neighbor in the pool is, uh, you know, not feeling well or, uh, you know, is, the, you know, like uh, losing it? Okay, so you would see a, you see a child, the, chi- the child of the person who's having a time flailing, so flailing. Um, a lot of times they will yell for help or you'll see their head go back. You'll see that their body starts to go limp if they're, if they're you know, they, they're exhausted. And eventually they're going to sink. But usually the first sign is a kid will start flapping because they're trying to keep themselves afloat, or they'll yell out, I, "I'm, you know, I, I'm, go- I'm, I'm, I'm feeling weak, or I'm drowning, or I can't breathe." Now there, there are a lot of kids sometimes will get a cramp. This is another thing I want to say. Very important. Parents should not feed their children a meal and then send them out to swim in the pool. The food is not digested. Children get cramps. They'll get stomach cramps. And it's another, it's another problem in the water. So I always tell parents, don't feed your child. Feed them after they come out of the water or at least two hours before they're going. Give them a meal two hours before they're going to swim so the body has a chance to digest the food. So you say swimming has to be after lunch or before lunch? No. If, if you're taking a child to swim, I would either give them the lunch two hours before you're going swimming. Right. Um, if you're going in the morning then give them a little light snack, but don't give them a heavy meal and then send them out in, in the water because it takes about 45 minutes or an hour for the food to digest. And you give a child a heavy meal and they're going swimming, they're going to start to get a stomach. I've seen it. They're going to get a stomach cramp. They're going to get nauseous because the body hasn't this, seen it, not can- had a chance to digest the food and they're exerting themselves. I would tell parents best to either to feed them after. Most kids are starving anyways when they come out of the water. The water and the sun makes them very hungry and thirsty. So, Depending on your day, then give them the meal after they're finished swimming. They come out and they're done. But the parents think, oh, I'll feed them before, you know, before, and then they'll go into the water. If it's not an hour or two before they go in the water and you're feeding them a heavy meal and they're going to the water 15, 20 minutes later, it's going to be very uncomfortable for the child. They're going to get a cramp. They're going to get a stomach ache. Right. So it's just to maybe, you know, just to use some common sense when you're doing that. So, because I know day camps, they always send them after lunch to the sports and stuff like that. So I know camps do that. Usually, the camps will do it if they, you know, they're thinking about this an hour or two after lunch. If they're going right after lunch, 
it's not the best. It's not ideal because, like I said, if a kid is eating a, a meal and 15 minutes later is going off to swim in the pool and they're exerting themselves and the, the food is still digesting, they're going to get a stomach cramp. They're going, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable. Right. So what, what do you do about a child with, like, let's say, uh, foot cramps and stuff? So if a child has a foot cramp, which happens in swimming too, and, they, and they, you see that they're uncomfortable, right away call for help. They're saying, my foot is cramping and I, and I can't move it. Right away call for help. Get the lifeguard there. Call for help. And somebody will come and help that child out of the water. It does happen. It, you can get a leg cramp. Because you can get a stomach cramp. Uh, so the it's common thing to get a, a foot cramp, yeah? Is it common? I, I don't think it's very common, but it could happen. I don't think it's very common. More common to, for kids to get stomach cramps um, from, again, eating too close to swimming. So that causes us, that, that takes care of the swimming stuff. So we, uh, we discussed about, uh, for those who are listening, we discussed about that, uh, you know, if you're a child and uh, you see your neighbor or friends swimming and his, uh, one of the signs is uh, putting the hand in the air or something for swimming, right? Right, flailing, putting the hands in the air. You see them, like, splashing around, like, you know, violently. And, and they will call, you know, most people will call off help and say, help, I, 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 I'm, I'm drowning or I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I can't swim. Um, and then if, if, if it's getting worse, you'll see them thinking or their head going back and the body is starting to go limp. But hopefully somebody will see something before that and catch it. Uh-huh. So that's, uh, that takes care of this whole swimming safety situation. Now let's go to the, the hydration. I know there's a lot of issues with the hydration. Like you mentioned about the parents, uh, you know, that they need to drink enough water. How much is enough water in the summer? So like I said, honestly, uh, the recommendation is um, eight, six to eight of the um, eight-ounce water bottles a day. Most people aren't going to drink that, especially kids. So I always tell, especially with kids, to get the half pint of the water bottles and push as many as you can. Especially if you're out in the sun and it's hot, every hour give the child something to drink. And if they won't drink the water, like I said, do Powerade, Gatorade, or put some something in the water fresh fruit or lemon or something that might give them more, you know, more uh, wanting to drink um, than just the plain water. Um, and like I said, it's, uh, the other, other way to do it is, or popsicles is another, is another way. If you can't get a child to drink, give them popsicles. It's cold, it has liquid. Again, the fruit, watermelon, grapes, these, ha these fruits have a lot of water and they're, they're very hydrating. So you have to be creative with kids because a lot of times kids will say, like the elderly, I'm not thirsty, even though they, they, they might not be, but their body is still um, losing liquid, uh, fluids, and then they don't realize, and then later on, the, the child will tell you, I have a headache, my stomach hurts. Those are first signs of dehydration, stomach ache, I don't feel well, I feel dizzy, headache, stomach ache, right away, that's dehydration. Right, so the, the Those hydration... are early signs of dehydration. Mm -hmm. So the hydration signs, what, what are they again? Early signs of dehydration in most people and in um, headache, feeling dizzy, stomach ache, nausea, feeling lightheaded, 
faint. Right. So if uh, I see, uh, let's say I'm right. I'm a child and I'm, uh, let's say, in the middle of playing a punch bowl in the in a uh, hot summer sun, and I'm uh, playing punch bowl, and uh, so and I see my friend feel walking a little uh, uh, crooked or uh, like losing balance. Is that a uh, sign of dehydration? Yes. Yes, that could be, I mean, it could be other things too, but certainly if that child has been out in the sun and playing sports and you know and they have not been drinking much, right away, that, that is a, probably a sign. Of, look, it could always be something else, but usually if that's been the case, it would be dehydration. And it happens very quickly, especially the smaller the body, faster the dehydration. That's why kids dehydrate faster. Um, elderly also do also dehydrate faster because they don't drink. They don't drink enough. Right. Okay. Wow. That's uh, dehydration. Now let's go to the bug pr- issue. I know ticks is a big issue, and uh, I don't even know what uh, what they cause, but uh, they do uh, have uh, big issues. You want to explain about uh, issues with uh, ticks? Yeah. So ticks are a big issue. Ticks. If it is, if you if you don't catch the tick and take it out, it and it get and it stays and it goes into the bloodstream. It it causes Lyme disease. And it starts, what happens is the tick goes in and it leaves a, a, a bacteria that starts to attack the organs. It's very dangerous. Very, very important. If you're going anywhere in the tick where there's ticks, like forests, trees, hiking, you're going to these places, you must wear a, you must put on a repellent that is covers ticks. It should say it on the bottle. And you must wear protective clothing. If you catch the tick early before it has gone under the skin, you can usually get it out. You can take go to somewhere they'll they'll be able to take it out. They'll be able to take it out with the tweezers. The old school used to take it out with like a um, like a like, with some kind of flame because the heat would bring it up. But once you can't see the tick anymore and only the mark of it, then that's that's bad. It means the tick is already has dug into your into your system and is starting to wreak havoc on the inside. So ticks are, you know, they can be very, very dangerous. It's very important to make sure if you're going to be hiking, you're being in those areas. Areas today now with hiking will tell you, um, they put warning signs. I've seen them. This area, this area has ticks. Please be aware. Please, you know, protect yourself. Again, I tell people, if you're walking in these places, you're taking your kids, you're hiking, cover them up. I know it's summer, but put on, even if it's a light pair of socks or a light long sleeve shirt or, you know, light pants. Don't put them in shorts. Don't put them where the where the skin is exposed. If you're especially in those areas, right? Oh, wow, that's uh, that's interesting. That's interesting that uh, you uh, are mentioning about uh, that uh, about the ticks like that. I know yes. mosquitoes also have uh, many uh, issues with it. If you can explain the issues yes. with mosquitoes, so mosquitoes, right? So mosquitoes are less. Um, troublesome and invasive, but there are, you can get West Nile virus from a certain type of mosquito. Again, very important to wear a mosquito repellent, especially if you're going to be out. You're going to be out at night. You're walking around. You're going to be by areas where there's water and moisture. That's where mosquitoes hover. Lakes, those kind of bodies of water, um, little streams, that's where mosquitoes will hover because they want the moisture. Tell parents, put Spray your kids with 
a repellent. Now, there are some parents that don't want to use the repellents because they feel that they have maybe toxins in them. So you can use, there are other things that you can use. There are certain oils, natural oils that you can put on the child that repels the mosquitoes and the, the smell repels them, like tea tree oil, citronella. Those oils are natural. They come from plants, and the smell of those oils repel the mosquitoes and the ticks from coming onto your body. They do not like the smell. They're very, they have very strong smells. So if a parent says, I don't want to put a repellent, it's toxic or whatever, I've gotten that a lot. You have a natural option, but you must use it. Right. Uh, that's uh, interesting that you said about the uh, tick and the mosquito. Um, how do I uh, treat, let's say I'm a child and, you know, I want to treat myself with the mosquito bite. Well, what, uh, what stuff can I do to make a... Once you, ha- once you have a mosquito bite? Right. Correct. Okay, so um, they're usually very itchy. I, honestly, you could put a little calamine lotion, a little bit of ice, um, helps the itching. Um, any kind of, you could use a little bit of cortisone, um, is very soothing as well. Um, in the natural realm, um, for parents that don't want to use those options, lavender oil is very good. It will soothe the bite and it will take away the itching. Uh huh, so. Uh, and uh, I heard aloe vera uh, type. Oh, of- aloe vera is excellent. Yes, aloe vera is very good as well. Correct. Yes, thank you for thank you for reminding me. Aloe vera is another one of our best friends. Aloe vera is very good for mosquito, but it's really good. Aloe vera is really really good for any skin rashes and burns. Oh, so that's actually the next question. If I if I my uh, friend let's say has a sunburn, let's say a one degree sunburn. Uh, Boys and girls listening, uh, there are certain degrees of sunburns. There's uh, first degree, second right. degree, first third degree, degree, second degree, third degree. I mean, if you're getting if you're getting right. more than a second degree, you have to go to the hospital because you'll be blistered. You will have you know you'll have it oozing and it could get infected. If you have more than second degree, you have to go to the hospital for treatment. Right. So the how do how does uh, let's say a, a child they want to you know they have a, a first degree sunburn and. Most of the time, those usually do irritate after a while. Let's say after one day, I know it, they can't put anything on it and stuff like that. Then they'll start complaining about it. What's the recommendation so al- for the child? Um, aloe vera is excellent for, um, for uh, burns. Um, a, I mean, obviously, the best thing is to always, if you, would wear, if you wear sun protection with the highest BF, you'll never burn. Um, but if the person was negligent and didn't use it, or didn't reapply, um, aloe, vera is, aloe vera is excellent. There's an old remedy that works also for, for burns, which is margarine. But that's hard to use. Cocoa butter is also very soothing. Um, or to even put them in a tepid bath. Not hot and not cold, but tepid will also help relieve. Um, and a lot of times you can also put in oatmeal. And an oatmeal bath is very soothing for a burn. Right. So, but aloe uh, vera is the best. I mean, they make aloe vera gels. I keep it in my, in my refrigerator all year, all year long. You can buy a bottle of aloe vera, aloe vera gel, leave it in your fridge, and if a kid gets a burn, you just quickly apply it. It helps. It's tremendous help. Uh, how, of, how often uh, do you need to reapply, uh, you know, reapply the... The suntan the sunscreen. Okay, stuff. so if you're if it's not if it's wa- if you're going to be in the water and it's not waterproof, I would tell you to reapply every hour. 
if you're outside and you're not in the and you're not in the pool, um, you should look on the bottle because the bottle will tell you how long it should it it um, should cover. But if not, again, every hour, especially if you're going to be in the sun, if you're going to be in the sun all day, and especially if somebody's very light skinned, they are higher chance to burn. You know, if you're very fair skinned, you're going to burn much faster than somebody who's darker skinned or olive skinned. So, so those dark. people have to even use a higher SPF and reapply more frequently. So, so I would say every hour, especially if you're going to be out all day and it's hot. Also, it's very good for children and to wear a, a baseball cap or some kind of sun hat that protects your, protects your head. Because people don't realize that you can get a, a bad burn in your head as well. And the, the head also causes the most dehydration because it's the top of the head. So people don't realize that. That's why it's very, very important, especially with little children, a hat, a baseball cap. Keep their heads covered, especially if you know they're going to be in the sun and they're not going to be in the shade. And for bigger kids, they can wear a baseball cap. So they have to... The, so that's another issue, actually, I was going to ask you about. Sun protection. What, what do you, uh, you know, do to protect yourself against the sun? And uh, it's very hot. You know, a lot of times kids won't want to wear you know, the long sleeves, and they want to dress like, oh, you know, summer is too hot. I can't dress like that, right? Right. <laughs> so, sun, okay, so you have to reapply the sun protection. Again, I would, I would, I would insist on a baseball cap or any or, or hat um, to keep their head at least covered and un, you know, not exposed to the sun. Um, the other thing is they have, you have to be creative. They have um, these sports fans. They're not expensive. Bed Bath & Beyond sells them. You can get them on Amazon. They're filled with water, and they have a fan. And you can just spray the water and the fan at the same time. will cool down the body and will help you as well. But you must wear the sun protection, and you must drink, and I would keep my hair covered. But you can get these, too, because and the kid will carry it around. When they get hot, they can just spray themselves, and they have the fan attached to it. It's a great relief. Uh-huh. That's interesting that, uh, that you have to wear You always have to keep the body covered. Wow. Uh, yes, because the, if you know, especially with, if you know anything about newborns, why do they always make the newborns wear a, a, you know, those caps when they're till they're like a month or two? They have to always tell you cover the head, especially in the hospital, because all most of the heat gets go, gets lost through your head. That's where most of the heat goes first. You lose it first through your head. So they tell you to keep your head covered, so you can keep you can you can. Keep yourself protected. That's interesting. So you have to wear, do they have to wear long sleeves and uh, shirts and stuff, etc.? Or no, I mean no, but but if no, but if they're if they're if they're wearing less clothes, you know, less clothing that's covering them, then they have to just they have to be sun protected. They have to be sprayed down with the um, with the protect the sun protection with the you know with the Sun protectant. Right. Okay, that's interesting. Um, so, now but I wouldn't let any kid. I would not let any kid go out in the morning if they're going to camp. With, with every parent should spray their children, rub them down themselves. Don't rely on the camp. Yes, you send it in the camp and you ask them to apply, but you're dealing with counselors that have a lot of children. They're not going to sit and reapply. So. It's better for you to get a, a one that's long-acting and that you make sure each day before your kid goes out to camp that you put a layer of that 
um, sun protection um, lotion or spray on your children. Well, that's, uh, the, that's uh, actually uh, the, what you mentioned. It's very important. So I'm just going to recap in a short version, and you'll, I guess okay. you're going to tell me if I'm uh, saying it right. About swimming, if, you, uh, if you're a child and you see another child uh, flapping around, that's a sign of uh, drowning. And uh, if you see... A, right, that person's in trouble, right. Uh, and uh, preventing dehydration, he should drink. Uh, how often should the child uh, drink? If you can get your child to drink, I w- like I would, honestly, especially in the hot weather, those little sports bottles, one an hour. Just keep pushing it. Put a straw in. Make it creative. Put, like I said, some flavoring in the water. If not, you could you can give them Powerade or Gatorade or Popsicle. But at least once an hour, something cold and wet that they are replenishing back into their system. The younger the child, the more frequent, more and more fluids. But everyone must drink more and uh, keep hydrated more in the summer. But the younger the child, the more they need it because their bodies are smaller. So they have a higher chance of getting dehydrated faster. Right. So, Nisan, do you have any questions? <laughs> My uh, person in charge of the studio came in. Nisan, you have any questions for her about summer safety? I think she covered everything and uh, great. And Hashem, um, <laughs> uh, uh, you don't re- have any a, questions, no? No, just re- a remark about how much drinking, you know. And, you know, this like something that uh, we all, I know that we have to force our children. You know, I tell you, in the in, in Israeli army, they basically, uh, we, unfortunately, we had quite a few accidents over there. And right. by, by the, the command of the army, you have to drink at least five liters of water a day. And right. the, uh, the, right. of, the of, basically, as an officer, you have to check your soldier. The drinking right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I personally, personally, I start my day every day, every morning with half a liter of water, just, just to start up. And Me too. To I get up, I have it by my bed. I have a, a, yes. almost a liter of water with lemon. And yes. I, as soon as I get up after I wash my hands, yeah. do my Nisinatia diet, I drink. I yeah. drink. And this is, this it's is very, a, very important. Very it's important. harder with the children. Children don't want to oh. drink when they're not thirsty. So you have to find creative ways. That's why I was talking about the popsicles, the, the fruits that have water. You have to be vigilant and push and push and push. And it's harder when the kids go to camp because the counselors are not going to be on top. But the camps are, are pretty good. They're, they're pushing water. They're pushing fluids. They, they don't want to be responsible for a child to get dehydrated and get sick. So, but it's very, very important. Fluids, very, very important. Great. Right. So uh, now let, let me uh, recap that, that uh, you have to drink at least one lead, uh, one of those small bottles every hour for a child. So children yes. listening, listen to this. How do you, are you going to prevent yourself dehydrating? You drink a small water bottle every hour. And uh, the sign of your dehydrating, if you're going to feel very dizzy, uh, am I correct? Feeling very dizzy? Yes, about- dizzy. Yes, dizzy. Nauseous, headaches, stomach aches. Uh, somebody headaches. tell. You'll see it. They'll say, they'll say it right away. <laughs> I don't feel well. My my head doesn't feel good. My stomach hurts me. I feel weak. I feel tired. I feel dizzy. Right away, those are signs of dehydration. Somebody text asked me, "Is pizza okay for the summer?" Pizza. <laughs> pizza. Pizza. 
Yeah, is pizza going to harm you? I don't think pizza is going to harm you, but... <laughs> no, pizza's not going to harm anybody in the summer. No. Uh, is no. it going to make uh, I mean, more dehydration? I'm, try- I'm wondering uh, if he's, that's what he's I, asking. I, I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> no. I mean, listen, I'll be honest with you. In the summer, it's always better to eat foods that are a little bit cooler and that have a lot of, like I said, hydration and, and um, nourishment. Um, more so than in the winter because of the heat. So like I said, grapes, watermelon, push those fruits, push those foods that are cooling and calming to the body because to combat the heat. Pizza's not going to hurt anybody, but yeah. I wouldn't tell you that it's like the number one food to eat in the summer. Yeah, I, wa- I want to add something very, uh, you know, but when you, when you serve uh, or live in a, in a place like desert and uh, very hot, uh, you suddenly find that basically we have the, the, the first reaction to take off our clothing out. And this is the biggest mistake ever, you know, that doing people doing out. And you see a Bedouin, Bedouin and 125 degrees, and I'm not exaggerating. What's a Bedouin? Bedouin, uh, Bedouin <laughs> is Arab tribe. It's Arab, uh, Arab. Yes, I've seen them in Israel, yeah, and they're, and they're fully clothed in the desert. And, I, they wear and they head full, not only fully with, a wool, with a wool coat, you know, wool coat. And people uh, don't understand. That we, uh, in the beginning, I was looking at them like a crazy. And then when I served with them, I served over there in Sinai Desert. And I saw how smart it is and how important to be covered because what happened? Our sweat basically is our coolant, cooling our yes. body. And yes. we, we're losing water through that sweat. But when you have like insulation, like, and that's why also in the army right now in Israel, you cannot go with with. with with the short sleeves in the in the summer, you have to go with the long sleeves, and right. even even in America now the OSHA, you know that you have the, all these uh, rules of uh, safety workers, right. they have to go with a, with a long sleeve, even it's very, so called very hot. But you understand that this is keep our sweat in our body, and keeping our coolant, and this is very important. Yes, a hundred percent. You should know that um, this is an old school remedy, but it works when uh, when somebody has a fever. The best thing to do is to wrap that person up in warm blankets and let them sweat it out. Yes. And that's how the body naturally cools itself down. It's the same concept. Yes. People are like, what? What? No, I thought you were supposed to. No, it's, it's true that you go to the hospital. Start, if it's a very high fever, they will cool you down because they don't want you to have a seizure. But if you're at home and you can manage it and you have a low-grade fever, it's the best thing to wrap yourself up and let that body sweat out the fever naturally, and it will self-cool the body. Yeah, I, I the would. Same add, concept, the Bedouins wearing the warm clothing in the in the desert heat. Yes, but I would oh, tell, to add to add about this. I would tell you that uh, I, I we're doing it in my house also. We 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 cover a very. Good, but one thing that is very important to put a wet towel on the head because yes, I was going to tell you, put okay. a wet, cool towel on the forehead while you're doing it. Yes, exactly, very because, important because you know that the, the, the forehead vessel. cool while the body is sweating exactly. out the fever. Lisa, uh, uh, you really are a scientist. <laughs> Okay, we're trying to learn. <laughs> and by the way, very important, uh, kids won't do this, but when, when, we, when you get dehydrated, the, number, the first thing that, go, that you lose is salt. Okay, it's part of the electrolyte that keeps the body in balance. Yeah. So a lot of times if you know somebody is severely dehydrated, best to give them a little salt crystal under their tongue while you're hydrating them because the salt will rebalance the body and help the kidneys. Yes. Because... I don't want to get scientific, but dehydration, so, what it does in the body, causes a lot of electrolyte balance. So yeah. if, if you can think on your feet and you see somebody is severely dehydrated, 
why you're giving them liquid, give them a little crystal of salt under their tongue. It will help. It will change their, their experience. They'll feel a hundred times better. hundred percent. And I said that at another, in the, in the Russian army, the tanks in the Russian army used to give a salt uh, uh, pills for the, mm-hmm. the especially the mm-hmm. tank, the p- soldier that was inside the tank, deep inside, very hot. And it put the salt uh, pill. Salt? salt. Oh, so you salt. see. So you're, yeah, because yeah. it works. It yes. keeps the body... Salt keeps the body in stasis. It keeps the body equal yes. in the elect- for the electrolytes. It's, it's uh-huh. really a gift from Hashem. If you so know how kids, to use all these things, it's amazing. Yes. So I'm just going a, a little trick. If anybody's listening and they're having the situation over the summer, just keep it in your head and you never know. You know, you might have to pull it out of your hat if you need to help somebody or your own child or your own family member. Okay. Well, I want to add uh, also uh, another stuff that I want to say uh, that uh, kids, if you see your friend... Oh, the junior, junior, uh, you know, counselor or counselor. You see, get that the kid that is not, uh, you know, hundred percent. Or you do, you see that he didn't drink uh, all day. Just force him or go to the counselor, go to the head counselor, go to your parent. They tell tell that they have to drink uh, more water. This is something that everybody has. Uh, uh, we call Israel Arabim Zelade, and it's very yes, important 100%, to be. hundred uh, percent. Watch, watch the other, other, other kids. Uh, Beside you, what watch out the kids and especially junior counselors that they don't have that the training, try to uh, to work on this. Right. So my uh, husband runs a camp in Great Neck, and he, this is part of his orientation. He pushes the counselors, junior counselors. You must push water. He tells them if any of your kids get dehydrated on your watch, you will be penalized. He takes money away from them. That's how serious it is. Yes. They they supply tons. He goes. We supply tons of water. There's water everywhere all the time. You must be on top of your children to drink. It's your responsibility. He really pushes it. And you know what? It's very important because that's, that's one of the biggest things that happens with kids. They get dehydrated. And if, you, and if a parent is smart, send one of these water bottle fans with your kids to camp. They're a lifesaver. They're small. They're big. They can keep it in their knapsack. They can pull it out. It will help cool them down. Right. You've got to be creative and think out of the box because you can't always rely on the counselor and the junior counselor. So you have to kind of just be creative with your own child and educate your own child as well. So they understand and they know if they're in camp and they maybe don't have a junior counselor that's on top of them, that they, that they have all these little extra things to help them out. Uh-huh. So that's, uh, that was uh, for the hydration sum up that, uh, that uh, drinking. And uh, now I'm going to sum up the protection of bugs against uh, mosquitoes and ticks. So you mentioned that they should spray uh, mosquito uh, repellent. Repellent, and, yes. And uh, is there any other type of repellent that they could use? Or I mean, most people are using off or cutter. Like I said, there are some parents that don't want to use those. For you know, they want to go the natural route. If you're doing the natural route, you have to get you get tea tree oil, you get citronella oil, and you and you put it on your child's skin. It's natural. It won't hurt them. And the smell will repel any of the bugs from biting you. Right. Uh, uh, some, some parents don't want to use the chemicals that are in the repellent. So it, I'm giving you both options. This way you, you're covered. Natural versus, you know, the, the you know, chemical um, mosquito repellent. But it is very important, especially if you're going to be in an area or outside at night where you know there's going to be bugs. There's going to be mosquitoes. 
it's very important. Right. And obviously, if you can, you know, the more protective clothing you have on that child or, or that person, the better it is because there's less of skin exposed. Right. So the protecting against bugs is basically, I know a lot of kids, they wear these bands and stuff. Those, uh, they wear mosquito repellent bands and stuff. Does that? So those are, those are good, but they're not enough. It's, they're good, but they're not enough. I still think you have to really cover the body with either the, 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 repel, the mosquito repellent or the natural oil. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's enough just to wear it on the wrist. That's my, my, my finding and my feeling. I don't right. think it's enough. Okay. Especially, again, especially if you know you're going to be in a woodsy area, you're going to be outdoors where you know there's going to be a lot of bugs. Right. So that's... A mosquito. So that sums it up against the bugs. Now we're, let's move on to the... You mentioned summer sun safety, that every child should wear a light short, uh, long sleeve shirt and a, uh, a baseball cap on top of their head. And they should wear, let's say, long clothes. This way, they don't get uh, sunburned. That's what I recommend. Listen, you're not. Right. Most children in America are not going to want to wear long oh, sleeves yeah, unless they're in it. more religious communities. So, if you're not, if you're wearing less clothing, then wear a baseball cap and keep reapplying the sunscreen. Keep reapplying it every hour. If you're going to have your skin exposed every hour, reapply the sunscreen. And then if you're, if you're in the water and you're not wearing a waterproof one, uh, same because the water will wash it away. Right. Okay. So uh, do you have any last words uh, for children, uh, other ideas of how to keep them, how to, to keep themselves or and each other, kids keep each other safe in the summer? Um, yes. I would tell kids, be, keep your eyes and ears open. Watch out for each other. Be a buddy to your friend. Watch out for yourself and others. Be open and aware. Don't just, you know, just don't look around yourself. Look around everywhere. If you see a kid who isn't feeling well or having a problem in the water, be a buddy. Keep your eyes and ears open. Keep yourself safe and keep your friends safe. Very important. And if you see something, say something. If you see that your friend isn't feeling well or your friend is having a problem in the water, say something. Yell, scream, go to a counselor. You know, don't keep quiet. Right. Okay. Nisim, you want to add something? No, just great. This is a... Yeah, okay. So that was, uh, boys and girls listening, that was uh, Adina Moskowitz. She's a nurse for many years. And uh, I would like to thank you for coming on and discussing It's really this. my pleasure. I hope everybody has a wonderful, safe, and fun summer. Amen. Uh, thank and you. It's... And thank you for agreeing to this. <laughs> uh, my yeah. pleasure. Anytime. Anytime. All right. Okay, great. Take care. Thank you. Shabbat shalom. Okay, Shabbat shalom. Have a great summer. Shabbat shalom, everybody. Bye. Okay, wow. That was Adina Moskowitz discussing summer safety. And you know, boys and girls, summer is coming. And that is exactly why I had Adina Moskowitz come on. Because summer safety is something that I feel is a very big issue in kids. And, you know, sometimes children might think, oh, what's the big deal? I'll walk out with short sleeves. No, it's not a big deal. But, you know, if you're going to walk out in the sun for a long time and a long time for uh, and you're going to be in that sun for a long time, that's going to be very bad for your skin. That can uh, cause uh, I know she didn't mention this, but it can cause some uh, machla. But anyways, you know, 
boys and girls, the Balshantov. I'm going to talk about the Balshantov now because the Balshantov's yard site was. We have three minutes left. Three minutes left. I'm going to try to fit in this three minutes. I'm going to fit in everything about the Balshantov. Oh, by that, you're going to tell me? I know you're going to tell me. Oh, it's too much. Uh, Schmelke, where were you, whole show? You just walked in? Yeah, I do want to hear the nurse talk about the summer safety. Oh, uh, guess what? You missed it. Oh, boy. Did you miss it? Well, Schmelke, I'm going to talk about the Balshamtov now. Okay. I'm listening. Well, go ahead, Schmelks. Read it. Ah, not reading it. Okay, so I'll read it. So, basically, 300 years ago, there's a person named Victor. This is going to be one short story. And uh, there is no partial questions this week. Next week, I will be back. And Bezos Hashem, I have a special guest for next week. A really great uh, person uh, who I feel is going to be very excitable to a lot of kids. And uh, believe it or not, I do think he's coming out with a CD, this person. And uh, no, his name is not Mordecai Shapiro. But it's uh, one of the famous singers who I, uh, Baruch Hashem, happened to get. But... Let's get back to the story with um, uh, this Baal Shem Tov. So this person named Avigdor, he bought a large money, a large mon- amount of money to Rabbi Baal Shem Tov, and uh, he distributed it. So what happened? The Baal Shem Tov asked maybe if the Avigdor, this person Avigdor would like a bracha. Well, after the Baal Shem Tov, after all, the Baal Shem Tov uh, wanted to give him a bracha, but Avigdor refused this bracha and said, no, thanks, Rabbi. I'm very wealthy. I don't need your bracha. And what happened? Well, you're very fortunate, said the Baal Shem Tov. I have a large and healthy family, which I'm very proud of, and credit to me, I don't need or want anything. Well, maybe you can help me, said the Baal Shem Tov. Can you please deliver a letter and uh, to the head of the charity? Well, fine. Avigdor agreed, and he took the letter all the way, and the Baal Shem Tov took out a pen of paper, wrote a letter, and 16 years passed, and the Wheel of Fortune, all of a sudden, Avigdor's things came very lost and destroyed. Well, the creditors took the house away, and then he remembered, all right, I forgot to deliver the letter! And he went, and he delivered the letter. Uh, So he said, excuse me, and he went all the way to the Tzedakah committee. Excuse me? 